Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Bring it on. Yeah, bring it. Bring the hate, dude. Come on. No, no, I don't want to welcome it. Dude. It's so funny because TikTok really does challenge my thinking a lot. But here's here's my here's my perspective. It does. TikTok I'll see videos and I'm like, dang, that was good. I bought it. Uh-oh. Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite podcast. The number one podcast in the world. In the actual world. My name is Janine Amapola, and I am blessed by the presence of my husband, I was going to say Joseph Ward. Caleb Joseph That's my Ward. That's name, Caleb Joseph. Yes. Let's do this thing. Welcome Thank to you the for podcast. Having me back. Y'all, to be quite frank, we probably filmed this intro seven times plus. You think yeah. so? How many this times? Is take 12. We couldn't get it right. It was like either we messed up or, or the, the microphone. microphone or something. So we're back. But how are you today, baby? I am so good. Yeah. Why like, is that? Today, I feel like is the first day since we've been married. Because, you know, I feel like you get married. You're like, dang, okay, what's next? You mm-hmm. know, and you have all this buildup. I feel like today was the first day where I really saw a glimpse of maybe what our future could look like. Um, a lot of the things that we've been praying through, yeah. a lot of decisions to make. Uh, there's just so much to do when you get married. Like mm-hmm. you gotta, you're combining this, you're doing that. You gotta have this conversation. And we've been traveling a lot, and I feel like mm-hmm. finally just had like I slept, had a good night's sleep. Good. I feel good. I'm excited. I'm ready to go, man. Like let's get good. after this life. Like I'm excited. Let's go. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah. Are you a motivational speaker? <laughs> Listen, guys, I am a. Um, I'm an all or nothing guy. Janine knows. I found this out. But man, I am. We get one life. It's true. We get one freaking life. Are you going to look back when you're 67 years old and say, man, all I did my whole life was make, you know, was to please other people, please my boss, please this person. It's like, no, like Mm -hmm. let's take life by the hands and let's do hard things and get after it. I love that. Was that your spiel for today? No, I got more spiels coming. Okay. I'm not surprised. That was a good starter spiel. Starter spiel. Um, I'm pretty good today. I am a little tired. 
Um, today was exciting though. I had some good meetings and I do have a very big announcement coming next month. That's my biggest pet peeve is when people are like, I got a big announcement coming. Just absolutely. Like, Leaves you hanging. Just, I just, yeah. It, it bothers I'm sorry. Me. Well, I just want you guys to be excited and I'm excited for it. And, um, just to let you guys know, I know this is going to break your little hearts. This is the last episode of 20. 20- 23. Now this is the sound effect. Actually, it deserves an applause. You think so? Yeah, well done this year, babe. Thank you. You know, you you did something in 2023 that are not a lot of creators, not a lot of people have the, the diligence and the consistency to post every single Tuesday. Mm. With I don't people think people realize like how much work goes into this and mm-hmm. you know Shout out to, uh, can we say her name? Mm-hmm. Who helps us with the podcast? Shout out Alejandra. You're the best. Yeah. Um, she can take it out. She edits the podcast. Yeah. So if she, you don't want this, you can take it out. But, but shout yeah. out to her. She kept this podcast afloat. It's been you and her. It's been me and one girl for five years. And it's been so crazy. Unbelievable. She has literally grown with me. She worked for me when I lived in California. When I moved back here, I was like, you know what? I don't want you to stop working for me. So I promoted her to podcast coordinator. She's been amazing. And she has helped me do this thing for five years. And it was her birthday. Last the podcast week. has been three years, but yes, it's her birthday Happy yesterday. Happy freaking birthday. Happy birthday. But that's to say like, man, what a year. 2024 is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great, but mm-hmm. I think we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Yes. So because I have an announcement coming soon, and as I always do, I like to just take a little bit of a break because that way we can start lining up guests and refiguring out the structure. And if there's anything we want to change and not change, and we would love to even hear feedback from y'all. Like, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to see more of? Because that helps us make the best yeah. content for you going forward in 2024. And um, I've loved this podcast. I've not missed a single week, which I'm really proud of myself for. And it's been so fun. I've seen so much fruit from this and it's been so fun doing this with you. Like, I think you've just brought such a fun element and a different element. So it's, thank you. It's a blast. I always want this podcast to be how it started. And that's you and your audience and, you know, speaking with guests and doing all the things. But I love when I get to come here with you. It's never like planned either. I think we're, mm-hmm. we're going about our day and you're like, you want to do a podcast together? And I'm like, bet let's, yeah. let's go do it. And, um, it's like so fun to carve out this time, you know, once or twice a month. And I think that's something we'll probably always kind of do. Yeah. Um, do the podcast occasionally together. I don't think we'll do it every Tuesday, but I think, um, I think it's genuinely like our favorite thing. I mean, it's also bonded us so <laughs> much and it, creates us to or allows us to have deeper conversations that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise yeah so it's been so fun and we're just excited for the future and excited just to go to new york as we've mentioned we are going to be heading there on friday we are going to be doing a new york meetup on the 27th the location is tbd so make sure you're following my instagram so you can double check so if you live in new york shout out to you we will be there i'm trying to coordinate by the time this post though no this will be up tuesday we get there on Friday. Oh. So it'll be close. But anyway, I know this podcast is up the day before the meet and greet. So just check my Instagram. This is the last episode in our holiday series. So we're going to go. We're going to go deep. 
We are? Yeah. We got to leave some tea, but also just, you know, let you guys in on some things. And of course, always try to provide insights for you guys. And we just pray that since this is the last episode, pray you guys have a merry, merry Christmas. We'll be in New York, like I said. So just check out our post there. And today we're going to be talking about kind of our year in review, prayers and hopes for 2024 and just being married for a month and like a week. Yeah. And just kind of how that's been, what we've learned. And yeah, so let's get into it. You ready for couples therapy? No. <laughs> we are, we're one month in a week. I feel like it has been the best slash hardest slash anxious mm -hmm. month of our lives. Yeah. When you get married and you know this, if you're married, the amount of decisions yeah. from merging to changing names to 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 i mean all Where the, you're gonna live career finances yeah the logistical pressure also yeah. the the as a man i feel like every man can relate to this the amount of weight you feel as a husband to lead spiritually to lead financially to lead from your decisions to be a, a man of the house it's a lot it's a mm -hmm. lot to be like oh my gosh you know i'm brand new to this I don't know how to fix a sink. Yeah. I don't know what a plumber does. Like, I don't know a lot of like things mm -hmm. yet because I'm new at this and it has, uh, it's been a lot for me. I'm yeah. already a bad, I've talked about this before. We still have not solved the solution, but I'm a bad sleeper. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like getting married, if you're a bad sleeper is like one of the toughest things because I'm a bad sleeper, getting married and all those pressures, I've just been laying there in bed at night. And just like mm -hmm. almost making it too complicated, not trusting just the process. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. And one day, today, today was the day. Today was the breakthrough mentally that I needed. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I have already overcomplicated and tried to play God in my universe and try to just control things. And I also care about being a husband who you're proud of and all the things. Mm -hmm. And so like it's been it's been an adjustment, but it's absolutely so fun to be doing life with your best friend every single day and mm -hmm. obviously we have challenges you know we work together partly mm -hmm. um that is a challenge in of itself and learning how to do that i also have other things that i'm doing on the side mm -hmm. it, it's no joke being yeah. married it's fun but it's a it's a responsibility especially as a man yeah i think what's so hard about this topic is that you don't want to speak about it and make people think that you're a miserable B that all marriage is hard C that you're like suffering or like if people are saying constantly in the Christian world, marriage is such a gift and marriage is so amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then you might be experiencing the really hard parts of it. And you're like, well, why isn't that my story? And I'm not saying that for us, but it's hard to talk about your relationship and your marriage without making people think that either you're complaining or that there's yeah. all these problems. There's so much context and, yeah. to the even kind of complaining right. about how difficult it is. And it's also like, you know, how much do you let in the world into or your friends into or whatever? Because there's certain things in your marriage that really should only stay between you and him. Yeah. And like oftentimes, you know, I think a lot of wives will go, to their friends and they'll be like, I can't believe my husband did this and my husband and da da da. And we're all venting and we're all like, oh, ha ha. Like, that's so funny. But in some senses, you're like really making your husband look bad to like your group of women or your group of friends. And so there is a lot of discernment on what to share and what not to share because 
there's always something you could complain about and you could complain about me hundred percent. And so I think this is going to be an interesting topic because the outside looking in could be like, Oh, their marriage must be or blah, blah, blah. I, I think it's literally just warning people that if you think marriage mm-hmm. is really going to solve your dating issues or your, your, your engagement issues, it only ampl- amplifies it yeah. because now you have equity with the person that they're not leaving. And so you can mm-hmm. kind of just take these arguments to the next level. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it is a good question of like, we don't want to monetize our relationship to the point to where we're letting people in on all of our issues just to get high views mm-hmm. or to, to get good clickbaity stuff. But I think that we're also just real in the sense of, yeah, marriage is the best thing in the world. And we've seen a lot of people talk about how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And you and I have had certain parts of a relationship where like, man, their struggle is just not our struggle. Yeah. And you can't relate to someone's struggle, but you have your own struggles. Yeah. And um, we have found that, man, if everything's just good in your marriage, you don't have any uh, any problems or any issues, then, you know, awesome. Praise God for that. But I also think that it's natural when you combine everything in the sense of, I'm four years younger than you. Mm-hmm. You're four years older than me. We work in an interesting capacity where you work mm-hmm. in social media and I was always a corporate person. And then now I'm going back and finishing my degree and have different plans for what I want to do. That also involves what we're kind of doing, but also I have some other things we want to do. We also are moving into this house and trying to be a homeowner now. And I'm also trying to think, how do I lead you spiritually? And and uh, how do we, you know, find our church and community? How we, it's just like, wow, gosh, that is, yeah, it's overwhelming. Totally. A, and a little bit, you know. I'm just laughing at your hand gestures. <laughs> he literally talks like this and it's it's so funny. Yeah. Um, uh, It's so true. And, and I mean, that's why people say it's so hard because you never want to cave into the trendy phrases that everybody says like, Oh, marriage is going to be so harder. Your first marriage is going to be so tougher or, you know, just wait till your spouse does this or just wait. Or, Oh, you think your marriage is easy? Just you wait. Yeah. And it's like really sad when people want to project all their stuff onto you. And some marriages might have it easier in the beginning and then tougher in the end or vice versa, you know, or swap it around. But I am here today to say, I, even, even though, despite we've had difficulties of trying to figure out how to merge everything, how to navigate sleep schedules, work schedules, school, friendships, different communities, churches. I mean, there's so many things you have to figure out in marriage. It is still so worth it. It's so worth it. And that's what it's about. You get to, this is the way I would look at marriage in a lot of ways. And what we found like fulfillment is like dreaming. Mm -hmm. Like you and I, Hey, like, in five years, like this is the type yeah. of house we, we can want. move here if we want. Yeah, to. Like yeah. we can pick up and take, go there or we can, you know, yeah. And you get to build the framework of the foundation for your future self and for your future marriage. And it's like building a company together in a way. Mm-hmm. And we've had to be honest and real with each other about, you know, different things that we, it's like, okay, like we're learning. Marriage is our reality. So mm-hmm. we got to make, the best of it. hundred percent. And yeah, so, you're yeah. committed. You yeah. can't just, you just can't bounce anymore and be like, you know what? I'm done with you and threaten the, I'm going to break up with you. It's like, no, we've committed. We said vows. We said, oh, I'm not people. wearing my ring. <gasps> Where's your ring, Bob? I should go get it on. Yeah. Okay. I'll be back. I'll talk about some things too. I like that. He mentioned it's like a company because just like a company, you're going to have your morals, your mission statement, your values, um, your profits, your losses, all the things that you're trying to work on. 
And it's the same thing in a marriage. It's like, hey, what's our mission statement? What are we aiming for? What is it, what does success look like to us? What is our five-year goal? How was the last year? Like, it is almost looking like your marriage as a business, which I'm not saying actually do that, but it's similar in the sense of if you want your business to thrive, you've got to track and have goals and vision and yeah. purpose. And same thing with marriage. You have to do that. Okay, so before we kind of get into it, let's just rewind on 2023 because this year was so extremely pivotal for us. It was crazy. I mean, it changed like, our entire lives. Literally. You know. We weren't even public on Instagram until February, The right? end of February, yeah. Yeah. And then we went live and we had already been dating for seven months at that point. Our relationship changed the trajectory of our entire lives. Mm -hmm. And that's a crazy thing to think about. Did you expect to be here right now? It's so hard. I mean, yes and no. I knew that we would probably be doing social media together because I think I knew that you were really good at it and it was so fun and it came really natural to you. But I didn't expect that we would jive this well on a podcast. That was, like, that's so fun. That's been the coolest thing. And I am always going to need, need to to do something outside of you and outside of social media or I would just like, go crazy because I this world is like all consuming in a way. Yeah. And, and so I have other things that I want to do. I always feel like I have to reiterate that because my biggest thing is like, maybe that's an insecurity, but I'm not just like, great. Now we're, now I'm just going to do social media the rest of my mm -hmm. life. I want to be on the podcast every Tuesday and, you know, be this person. And it's like, no, it, it, it is a real, I feel like we've kind of figured out a, a healthy balance for how we want to do things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it has been, crazy since you post since you posted us i didn't realize because yeah. i i didn't believe it or not i did not know about janine like i knew she had followers but that was the extent of it mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about her past i didn't know i mean i didn't mm -hmm. that's why i went on our third or fourth date you told me some things i was like i had no idea mm, thank god and you expected <laughs> me to know a lot of that i stuff. did yeah um and so yeah now we're now we're here now we're making hard decisions mm -hmm. yeah. now we're figuring things out I feel like what's so crazy is this last year has been such this like momentum and it's like build up, build up, build up. It's like we launched, we got engaged, we got married, we had all the couple shower. And now I feel like we're like on the come down a little bit yeah. where we're like, okay, whoa, what, what was this last like, year? What do we do now? No one's texting us. Congratulations. We're so excited yeah. for you 24 seven. I mean, this was like the year of celebration and I, I'm so thankful for it, but I'm also like, okay, whoa, you I'm know, so glad it's over. In the sense of, I had like celebration fatigue. Yeah. Where I was like, I don't want one more person to come to a party for us because <laughs> I just feel bad. I I honestly, I wish I could relive the wedding, <laughs> but the wedding planning, no. Yeah. I don't I don't wish that upon anybody. Also, let me know if you want an actual like episode on wedding planning tips and stuff like that. Because I didn't really talk that much It'd about it. It would be a dope one. But um, it's been also so fun and like, you know, we're coming up on a year of, I guess, technically being live on Instagram and it's just been so fun. But I also will say social media does just add this pressure because, you know, you're inviting unsolicited opinions and people's beliefs like constantly. people. Yeah, constantly. Okay. If, if we're going to do partly social media for our life, I don't want it to consume us because we have some amazing people who... Mm -hmm message us some questions or some like amazing support but i'll be honest with you like you we can't read them all because you're almost like one i can't c consume all of this but 
the things people will say will get to you. Mm-hmm. And someone could message something and say, man, Janine, or, or I don't like the way Caleb does this. Right. And whether you like it or not, it, it still like impacts your thinking. And next time you come on the podcast and that's in the back of your brain, mm-hmm. when it's really not that big of a deal mm-hmm. and you can accidentally adapt and change your personality to Please what them. the one person out of thousands are saying. And yeah. that, this is a side note, but like that's unhealthy. Yeah. And I get, I get pissed off, really upset and really angry. Um, so I can't even like look at a lot of this stuff now because I can't imagine commenting, even no matter if I like them or dislike them. And I really thought they were crappy people Mm -hmm. commenting on a person I don't know Mm -hmm. and say just mean things. Yep. I just can't imagine doing that. I've never done that. Never will do that. I mean, I get it. Not everybody is your cup of tea. And there's some influencers that I follow that I'm just like, yeah, not for me. And I may not like their content or what they have to say, but I would never comment. I would never go on a gossip page. I literally just unfollow them. And sometimes it hurts when someone unfollows you, but it's like, that's your right and freedom to unfollow somebody. But to try to further make them feel bad or, you know, put them down is just like, it's like, stop, so, just don't, you know? So this leads into like the, the, um, the reason why we bring this up is because I think it poses a bigger question too. In your relationship or in your friendship, you are going to have people who are coming against you. You're going to have friends who talk bad about you and you know your character and you're like, man, I know my character, but Betsy Boo is booing on me. It's Sally Sue actually. Yeah. She's talking that <laughs> sheesh on me or, or whatever, mm-hmm. or your boss is talking about your, your coworker. This applies to single dating, married or whatever. What do we do when we have people coming after you and you know your character listen guys janine and i have been married for six months and the reason why it is a beautiful marriage it's because of thrive market thrive market thank you so much for sponsoring this episode we genuinely love you so much because of thrive market we're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website Uh, guys it's just a huge stress relief And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding, you know, food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, if you're parents and you have, you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial, and we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com healthy for 30% off your order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com healthy, thrivemarket.com healthy. Well, I think what's important and what I was, what I was going to say is that sometimes I think we automatically go into defense mode where it's, no, that's not right. I think sometimes you actually have to slow down and say, is that true? Because sometimes people do call out things in you that are the ugly things in you. And it really, really sucks when they do. But there's things sometimes that are constructive feedback and criticism. Like, for example, I got so many comments like, she keeps cutting him off in the podcast. She doesn't let him talk. She da, da, da. But it was true. You know, I watched the videos back and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not letting my husband speak. Uh-huh. And so there's certain things that if someone says that, pause for a second and assess, is that true about me? And if it's not, 
you know, put it back up to truth. Ask your friends, hey, do you think this is true about me? So-and-so said this about me. Is that true? There's been things in my own life that my own friends have said, and it really stung. But when I got down to it, I was like, you know what? There's actually something I need to learn there. And so I don't want us to always be on this defense. Like, no, I'm perfect. I'm flawless. Sometimes there's things where we're like, you know what? Thank you for sharing that with me when no one else would. Yeah, that's And good. I appreciate that because you're right. I do have some things I need to work on. Yeah, I think there there's a difference between that and then- there, What you're saying. There's a different, like in the sense of there are people out there, like th- there, there's an enemy out there yeah. who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And sometimes the enemy will use people- to come and steal your dream, to kill your, your you know, you, you're talking to that person, I think I'm going to go do this. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're not smart enough to do that. Like, why don't you just keep doing what you're doing? You dream too much. You, you're, you're, you're not good enough. Or they are stealing from you. They're using you mm-hmm. and all these things. It's like, that's a promise. That is a promise that is given to us. We are promised that... We'll be persecuted. Yeah. And that's the overall theme, I think, of this beginning part of the podcast is there are people who will come against our marriage. Yeah. And that's something we've had to learn in this first month of mm-hmm. of marriage of like really being careful of who we let in, even talking like about our struggles in certain ways, because mm-hmm. we if this is a kingdom marriage. Uh, just like if you have a kingdom friendship or you have a kingdom relationship in any type of situation yeah the enemy is going to want to tear that down yep. so what are you going to do well anything that's god glorifying or will point you back to jesus and others the enemy is going to try to destroy so you're absolutely right spot on with friendships and your husband and your career anything that you know would potentially set other people free the enemy comes for because he's like nope we do not want more people knowing jesus and i it's, again i think there's a difference between people just hating you for the hate of just the sake of just hating you maybe you do have bad character and people are like i just think she's a crappy person or if people hate you because of your christianity i think those are two different things like i want to be honestly persecuted for my faith because that shows that i'm doing something right if i'm not being persecuted it means i'm being soft but if people are really hating on me because of who i am and my character that's a different thing that would hurt for me a lot more because i don't want to be someone with low character i don't want to be someone that's deemed as i don't care about other people or i'm selfish or whatever so those are the areas i'm like okay let's work on that and refine that but sometimes people just don't like you period and that's okay you know do you think you'll ever throw in the towel with social media like you're just gonna one day see something you're like i'm done i i don't think so because I know that, especially as a Christian, when our beliefs are unpopular to this world, it's going to happen. But I do think as I'm older, you know, if I'm like 40 and I have three or four kids, I mean, do I still want to be doing this? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure yet. And I'm like, is that the wisest thing for my kids? I'm not exactly sure yet. And I'm not going to give a definite answer because I don't want someone to hold me to that, but I don't know. Dude, having kids in this world is a question. Scary. Comment, (laughs) comment right now. This is a good question. I love when we get, we see the comments and people are like debating. Channeling in. Yeah. Yeah. Is showing your kids through social media. There's like a bad parenting. It's a, um, it's debated. Like we don't want to explore our children, but we also do social media in, in a certain point and share our lives. Is that wrong? I don't really think so. I, we know some amazing, amazing. Blo- blogger families. Danny Austin's one of them. I mm-hmm. mean, just crushes the, the game and, but is also just a genuine person. Yeah. That's Even, an amazing job at oh being a gosh. mom. But then people want to come and say, you're doing this and you're doing yeah. that. And it's like, I know her and Sean and Andrew East yeah. also. 
we know so many couples who, who do it so well. And yeah, like you wouldn't know that until you get like you're around them mm-hmm. and, and that really shows their character. Um, but it is a question that, you know, we're like, Oh my gosh, when we have kids, yeah. do we want to open them up to everything? We're, I mean, yeah, we're totally already thinking about that. We want to ask more parents about that because it is a pretty debated topic and we understand like your kids should have the choice of whether they want to be known online or not and have the right to privacy. So we're kind of trying to figure that out, yeah. but it's tough. Cause it's like how, if we're doing social media forever, how are we going to like never, ever, ever show our kids? Like that would be really, really tough. And it's such a big part of your world. Yeah. Cause you're act, you're like accidentally making your kids famous, you know, and, yeah. and they don't really have a choice. I understand that viewpoint, but it is also, you know, if you have an actor back in the day, their kids would just like, like the Baldwin twins or whatever, yeah. like they, be, because their parents were actors, they, people knew who they were. So it's kind of like people are going to find out right. so it's how much can you do to, to, uh, that's true. Resist against it. Well, also, you know, again, it goes back to character, like wanting to try to trust the people, the parents character and heart and knowing that we would obviously want to have boundaries. I wouldn't give my kids phones till they're like way later, more responsible. I would never want to just put them on if they were like, I don't want to film or like, leave me alone. Like I would never force my kid to want to film something if they're just like, I don't want to do that. And just trying to have good boundaries with your children and being responsible as best as you can. And always just asking the Lord, like, God, is this wise? Like, am I failing? Here's the thing as a parent and as a married person, you're bound to fail which sucks, but you're bound to do something stupid. You're bound to make a mistake. And so knowing that everyone is, it's everyone's first time being a parent, everyone's first time being married. We're all like learning this and figuring this out together, you know? Yeah. Give me some more tea though on that. Like in the sense of, cause you know, when you open that world to that family blogger, like moms are wild. They're, yeah. How dare you let your they, kid uh, Attack. They, they, they attack you we've seen it oh yeah we've seen it and i mean not, not on me but on my friend's stuff yeah yeah so like how i i just that that is a an eventual thing that i'm like not looking forward to yeah it's like okay maybe we just well it's it's hard because you really get so many opinions and then you add on the mommy bloggers and like i've just heard so many of my mommy blogger friends talk about this and these women are ruthless Ruthless. and it's hard because sometimes like you're a young mom or you're like i don't know what i'm doing and sometimes like genuinely they're offering up really kind advice like hey just be careful you know you shouldn't put your baby in the car seat like that blah 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 but then some of them want to be like you are the worst mom ever you don't even know what you're doing you should get your child taken away from you and you're like whoa i i literally just fed my kid a lollipop like that's all i did and they're like you're gonna kill your child you're like oh my god how dare you say your kids to public school we yeah. we are gonna they don't we are christians yeah. yeah like it's so scary but the thing is like you just gotta know you're gonna get them yeah are you gonna hide underneath the shelf forever bring it on yeah bring it bring the hate dude come on no no i don't want to welcome it dude it's so funny someone <laughs> will say something wild and i'll go janine she'll be like kind of sad someone hurt feelings i'm like jay <laughs> is this true it's like she's like no and i'm like Look at this person's username. Literally, it looks like a bot from Russia. And you're like, that's not a real person <laughs> probably. And, they, and then their bio, it's like mom of four. And you're like, mom of four, your name's Teresa and you have American flag as your bio. Yeah, I'm like, like, there's no way that's a bot. Yeah, I'm like, that's probably It's not so funny because he always tr- <laughs> he always tries to make me feel better. He's like, Jay, that is a robot. And I'm like, 
No, it's not. Like, literally, this woman has her children posted all over her account. I know this is a real account, and he tries to make me feel better. It's so sweet. Well, what are some other, like, big, okay, we asked the question about, are we going to post our kids? Um, yeah, are there any other things, like, longer, deeper into marriage of things that we're going to go through that you could think of? Where are we going to live? Do you know where we're going to live? Do you think we'll live in Texas or life? You know, people have asked me that. Uh, someone asked me that in my recent Q&A of where do you, like, will you guys ever move? And here's my answer. We are so open to moving. Like, we really are just like, like, are you getting comfy? Yeah. Like, let's go on an adventure together. But then it's so hard. Like, this is the problem with Dallas. You get so into your comfort. Like, Dallas is the city of comfort. You got your people, you got your church, you got your favorite restaurants, you do your favorite same routines. Like, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love a good routine, but it's so easy to look up five years and you're like, we did nothing. Yeah. So we're like really excited to maybe get a good, like maybe travel and explore. I think the tempting thing about moving is like, if we go somewhere, it kind of forces us to work on things together. There's less distractions. Yeah. There's like a lot of pros to like go to a big city, like New York city. There's also a lot oh, of we pros. we love New York. There's like a lot of pros to like settle on somewhere that's more where families Affordable. close by. We can get a, a beautiful home and, and it, things are cheaper. Yeah. Because Cost- let me tell y'all, Dallas housing market is trashy. Yeah. You get like Garbage. a- Garbage. You get like a uh, a nice little <clears throat> plot of land that's yeah. like 800 square feet for like $2 million. And you're like, how the yeah. heck does anybody- it's it's insane. I mean, obviously, since the pandemic, the housing market is like pure poop. Like the interest just for, rates are like fourteen point two percent. Well, I think they're eight, but yeah, still, same thing. But still, like for funsies, we'll be like, let's go just check on Zillow, and I just check all the time. Like I don't even need to check because we don't have plans on moving right now. But I'm like, let's just see, and it's like the craziest prices. Do you ever look at these Zillow mortgages and you're like, who is paying fifteen thousand a month on their mortgage? Where are these yeah. people making money? I, I, I wonder all the time. I'm like, what do you do for a living? Oh, let me guess. He's a doctor. Or like he invent, invented the pool noodle. It's like, it's always the most random thing. Like we created yeah. the triangle that happens to go no, around. Babe, I literally the met the family that created the pool noodle and they're billionaires. That is, I think those are like a few things that we, we lay in bed at night. We talk about a lot. Like, yeah, babe, where do you want to go? What do you want to see? Because there is that like big temptation to like, let's pick up and travel, travel the world. Mm-hmm. We get one life. But at the same time. But then you're like, mm, but what about my gym and my bed and my family and my friends and my church and my food and my. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say thing. So I'm going to say a word on three. What's one. one thing that we want in our life. It's kind of like. Oh, this is a good little game. Like we've talked about this. Like there's one thing that we want. All right. You ready? <laughs> Wait, in the next year? Well, soon. It. We love where we're at, but like, there's one thing specifically we're like, okay, we want to work towards that. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Uh, three, two, one. A house. house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we really want somewhere where we have a yard, our kids can play. We have a yeah. good neighborhood. We have a guest room and like really figure that out in our life right now. The house right. right now we're in is amazing. Like I said, for funsies, we check Zillow. There was this house in my neighborhood and I was like, Caleb. We're going to go look at this house. So we made an appointment. The house didn't even have photos because it was like so brand new listed. Walked inside. I mean, the disappointment. It was bad. Like the Zillow and is so was, deceiving. You walk inside and you have a slopey, dopey, dumpy floor. This is the issue with every freaking big city. 
this is the issue with people moving from California and, and, and other places to live in Texas where taxes are lower. It just destroys the, like, mm. how does, and people probably relate to this. Mm-hmm. How are you 22 years old in this economy, in this life, expected to be able to buy a house? You can't. You can't. It's bullcrap. Literally no way. It, it's like literally, it's not fair. Like our parents, you know, out of college were able to, afford and buy houses and now if you look at the like how much property value has increased over the last 10 15 years mm-hmm. it's like how do you expect you're gonna it's like yeah you gotta be saving until you're like 50 years old and thankfully and you got lucky though i got lucky because pretty, the pandemic yeah i did a, I got a three percent interest rate which is like unheard of and now it's like nine percent ten percent like nearly impossible and you worked you're 29 now. You were 27 before you bought your house. Mm-hmm. So don't think, I mean, Jay lived in apartments and, and totally lived that grind until she could finally, and kudos to you. You worked hard, mm-hmm. you know, for this. Um, but I, I, I empathize with the 21, 22 year old who is like, dang, like more rent is 3000 a month. I make, you know, 60, 70 K a year. Inflation looks like yeah. the way it well, is. Gas is expensive. Just, Cars are yeah. expensive. Foods. I mean, everything's like so much more expensive. Yeah, Every, so, everyone moved to freaking like Ohio. No, Ohio's oh. kind of expensive too. Like, I feel like Oklahoma's a good place to live. Um, if you want like affordable housing and stuff. I'm like, what do you do in Oklahoma? Oklahoma's fire. We have a lot of Oklahoma listeners. That's true. I lived in Oklahoma City, and it is fire. Okay, there's some cool spots. The Thunder are there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's up and coming. People sleep on it. I think next year we don't really know quite yet what's happening but we know some things are happening we know some things like obviously we know the launch that's coming out and you have some things i think as of right now we're just really thankful and content with where we're at because we do have the the benefit about dallas is we have so many awesome churches here and community has done really well here because there's not much to do here like if you're ever considering move to dallas just if you like nature and you don't like the heat don't move here i have a hot take uh-oh. There's more to do in Oklahoma than there is to do here. Okay, expand on out. that. Restaurants, I, I'll give you that. Dallas Yeah, we, you it. can't beat that. But Oklahoma is so spread out that they have, like, more things to, like, do. It's it's hard to explain. There's more event-type places you can go to. a. You could go to an NBA game here, but it's just more difficult. You have to go downtown Dallas. Tickets are more expensive. You can do more things at a f- affordable rate in Oklahoma. Um, there's nothing that you can do here that you can't do in Oklahoma. That's true. Like college football is better in Oklahoma. You have Austin here. Like Austin's dope. There's a lot of yeah, things to do here. On my team. But, oh, I, I'm kind of like, dude, why would you live in Dallas or in Texas if Oklahoma's right there? Like, it's better to be a, a bigger fish in a small pond than uh, a small fish. Are a big, you like a big fish? No. Trying I, to sell everybody to move to Oklahoma. No, I'm just saying. I, He's an ambassador I, for I've the I've always state. been a, a horns down guy. I mean, you're I'm, from Oklahoma, I'm so you're from, biased. I'm from Oklahoma. But people hate on our state. And I've had yeah. enough of it. I've had <laughs> enough of it. No me more. Included. No more. I. It's time for me to accept who I am as a person. <laughs> ridiculous. You're so ridiculous. Yeah. Ask me some questions. He said, yeah. <laughs> Ask me something. Okay, so let's talk about, like, let's talk about this past year of marriage. Or this past month. It hasn't even been a year. What have you learned about me? Oh my gosh, I've learned so much. I've learned that you are more sensitive than I would think. Really? But that's not like, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. You know, like, I think most guys have this 
like image of like, oh, he's so tough and he never cries. You can have this sweet little soft spot in you and you get really tender and emotional. And I actually like love it. Like I love knowing that you have emotions and you're literally the most servant hearted person I've ever met in my life. Like I know some servant hearted people like my friend Alyssa, she's Enneagram two through and through, but you are like, I don't have her ever have to like beg you. Like today he was so sweet. I had a meeting today and I was like, Hey, do you mind bringing my car to get service? And you didn't even, like, you didn't even flinch. You were just like, yep, I'll go. And I was like, that's like my love language. Like you're so good at that and you're so helpful. And I just like, well, I'm like, man, I get time apart from Janine. I, I can listen to my Joe Rogan, my podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not listening to Joe Rogan, really. That's sweet. Yeah, I am sensitive. I'm also like, well, I know my feelings. Once I uh, get that little tear that goes through my brain, it like. You can't stop I it. I can't stop it. Something no. else though, that's <laughs> so funny is that when he's either like lying or he's really excited about something, his nostrils flare up like a little cow. And I literally, he'll look at me and like, he'll be so excited about something, but he doesn't want to like overly show it. <laughs> his nostrils are just so wide. And I'll be like, why are you flaring your nostrils? He's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I'm like, yes, you are. And you just can't contain your excitement. Yeah, I can't. I'm excited. Like I have this overwhelming like excitement for life because yeah. we get to do it together and I think it hit me last night when I was just like, you're making this harder than it needs to be. Just like mm -hmm. wake up every day, lead your family well. And ultimately like your marriage is only as strong as like the wife. Your marriage is really, really only as strong as your husband as well. Yeah. And all our team. Yeah. And I have a responsibility and like, rather than just like being stressed out about the responsibility, just like accept the fact yeah. that it exists and go do your best. Well, you know, I think something that I've even learned and I was talking to Maddie about this yesterday because she was the reminder of me for this and that book she gave me, it's called A Fruitful Wife. Um, you know, I think when things get hard or if I am like, oh my gosh, like I, I can be dramatic when I can kind of get in my head or I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is hard or I'm not being a good wife or how do I even love this man? I mean, really the most important prayer that you can say is, Lord, help me be a good wife. And yesterday I just prayed it and it, it's crazy the power that that prayer has. It softens your heart. It shifts your perspective. It puts you in front of them. I mean, marriage really is laying your life down for somebody. And it's like so many things that all that phrases that people told me, like marriage will be this, or it's going to be difficult at times, or you're going to your lay your life down or it's sacrifice or your life is so much easier if you just submit to your husband. Mm, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> I mean, maybe well, yes, my, you're right. That's my favorite quote. And just certain things that people would say, and it's like crazy how I'm actually seeing those come into fruition, you know, and there's certain things that, that you'll hear and you just can't believe it or you can't know it until you're walking through it. Like you're married. Like, how can you know until you're actually doing it? So that prayer constantly is a blessing and I will need that prayer the rest of my life of Lord, help me be a good wife. What are the challenges of being married to a 25 year old? Well, I think what's a little more difficult is that you are still in school and you're about to walk into your career. And I think a 25 year old normally graduates college and then they're in their career. But the thing is sometimes they don't even but like their career. Hang on real quick. I decided to go back to school when we got engaged. That's true. So I wasn't in school when we met. The reason why I decided to go back was because I have some, I don't want to talk about it yet because there's still some things I need to do, but like mm -hmm. going to do what I want to go do requires me to go back. 
And, mm-hmm. um, and so that's a decision we both made, yep. which we knew the sacrifices that that would have. Mm-hmm. And that is difficult a little bit. But I'm also so proud of you because I do think a lot of people are fearful. Oh, I'm 25. It's too late. I can't go back. What will people think of me? And you were like, nope, I'm doing it. And you just went and you didn't really tell anybody. And I actually respect that. You just signed up and you're like, babe, I signed up for school. And I was so proud of you. And I think that comes with different challenges, but then also you had more time on the front end to gain more life experience, more work experience. So many of the skills you learned at your job, you now channel into what we're doing. Yeah. And school right now is so debated. I don't even think you need a college degree, but legit, I just have no other choice. If I did, if I, I don't want to be in school, but I have to do it, you know, considering everything. But I would not have changed it. I looked up in my career and I was like, dang, I have a resume. I could support a family with this income. Mm-hmm. And um, we never would have met if I would have went to college too. That's so and true. So, um, yeah. I see it as a blessing. Yeah. The hard parts of dating a 29-year-old. I'm not 30 yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like pedal to the metal. I'm all gas, no brakes. And JJ's trying, Janini, sometimes is acting like she's trying to retire out here. <laughs> and I'm like, babe. We are so young. I have to remind her. Sometimes I feel like she thinks she's 49 years old who has a broken <laughs> hip, which no disrespect to if you got a broken hip out there. Guys, sometimes I say things that are like, just out stop. of pounds and like know my heart. Out of pounds? Out of bounds. Oh, I said out of pounds. And um, and I have to remind Janine sometimes like, hey, like you don't work to retire because eventually you, I think you're going to, I've been around enough people who've retired mm-hmm. and once you get to that point, you're going to be like, what the heck do I do with my life now? So instead of looking f- towards that, like, why don't we just enjoy where we're at and also take on more? Cause we're going to die eventually. Like we yeah. can sleep when we're dead. Yeah. You know? Well, I think what he means by that is that I, you know, I'm thinking forward about being a mom and how sustainable is my lifestyle at this point? Because I really don't think unless you've like really like followed a ton of influencers and you know, the behind the scenes, like I don't think that people really understand how much goes in behind the scenes. Like I think people think that we just wake up and we're like, I'm just going to post an Instagram post and that's my job. And it's like, no, especially if you're trying to work on a podcast and so many other things merch. I mean, you have a team you're leading like so many things. It is a full-time job. And so I think often like I'm seriously all full gas too. Like I have so many dreams, things I want to do. But then I think about, oh my goodness, if I got pregnant or maybe I want to have a kid in two years or a year, whatever, how sustainable is this career? If I want to bring a baby in and have a, you know, have a good relationship with my kid. So I think about that a lot of like, oh, this wouldn't be sustainable or I would need help or I would need my mom to help step in a little bit more, his mom. And so that's kind of why, because that's like, I believe me, I would easily add on five more things if I could, but then I'm like, but then that means I have to maintain it. And so can I maintain this in two years, three years when I have a a newborn baby, you know? So that's more what he's meaning. But I mean, I love my job. I love to work, but I also want to be a good mom one day. What else? What's some tea, girl? I actually want to talk about this because it seems like people want to know about this. Someone said, hi, Janine. I really enjoy your videos. I watch your videos and feel so inspired. Thank you guys. I would love to see a video on gender roles in relationships, 50-50 relationships, stay-at-home spouses, and submission. Interested if you think, quote-unquote, providing and, quote-unquote, submission can exist without a man being the breadwinner. Can men be stay-at-home spouses? You can do anything. You can do anything. I'm like, it's 2023, Do I think that there's challenges with both? Do I think there's a challenge with your man working 60 hours a week, being the breadwinner, and the man of the house in the traditional sense? Do I think there's... 
issues to that or could be problems to arise. Yes. It's like the classic phrase, you want your man home, but then you also want to be able to pay for the food that you eat. And then, so you want to kick him out and leave. And so like, Mm -hmm. you can't really have your cake and eat it too. But then if he's home all the time and he's a good dad and and a good this or that, then you're like, crap. Make more money. Yeah. Or like, I wish you came home in a suit or. There's trade-offs. There's trade-offs to both. I definitely have an opinion on this. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And honestly, it's so funny because TikTok really does challenge my thinking a lot. But here's here's my here's my perspective. It does. TikTok I'll see videos and I'm like, dang, that was good. <laughs> so to me, I'm like, it's 2023. Like, who cares? We don't need specific gender roles. Who cares that I'm a bread I'm the breadwinner? Who cares that, you know, he's in school and eventually he's gonna do something else? Like, kind of here's my opinion. And I'm not even talking just about money. I'm talking about I think gender roles. So first and foremost, this money is our money. And secondly, it's God's money first. It's not my money. Like I've only been entrusted by God to get this money. So like, I better use this and steward this well. We better use this and steward this well. Secondly, I don't believe that there has to be standard gender roles. However, I do believe that there are benefits to standard gender roles of her being the mom and her raising the kids and him working and that type of stuff. But I also don't think that that is like, again, we're, we've evolved and I don't think that that has to be the case. However, for me at some point, it's like, I want to be able to be home with my kids and not be constantly working, you know, every single day and not, and having someone else raise my children. So I do think there are benefits to that where I think people want to crap on that and want to be like, no, like he needs to do this and she needs to do this. And it's like, obviously find what works for your marriage, but we're not putting each other in certain buckets of that's your role. You have to do that. And this is what I have to do to me. It's like, let's be a team. Let let's be 50, 50. Like Caleb's role is not like, oh, you always have to take care of the car and you always have to change, change the oil in the car like yeah i have to like we take turns we tag team we work together and i think that that really benefits us a lot but eventually it is going to be nice where i can kind of take a step back and i can raise the kids and of course you'll be around too but you'll be able to take on more of that financial burden so that you know kids have their mom influencing them and not someone else or not only a teacher you see what i'm saying we uh we lean on each other's strengths but we also are open to the ability to be able to garner more strength. I am not like, oh, I'm not good at that, so I'm not going to try to be better at that. That's a wrong attitude. The thing for us that works, though, is it's just naturally we're in a position where, as a husband in your life, I have to manage certain things that other men don't, and that requires me to, you know, do, like, it just looks different. So it's kind of to each their own. If you're a doctor who works nights, and you're uh, your husband, and you make, you know, whatever. And then your husband is a doctor who works mornings. It's like, okay, well maybe one person needs to change their schedule for the the marriage to work. And when we got married, we had to make a decision like what's going to work for our marriage, but also what's going to be, what are the decisions we make now that's going to help have the greatest foundation in 10 years for our kids, for our family, for our future, for finances, Mm -hmm. for our spiritual health. And so you have to make decisions based on that. Yeah. it You will ruin your life. I've said this before. You will ruin your life if you make decisions based on other people's experience or the things that they're doing. Because what works for them might not work for you right yeah. now. And it has to be a God thing. It has totally. to be like, what does Holy Spirit say? What does... Our relationship need. Yeah. yeah. And don't let pride... 
I can't, I'll be honest, I'll open up about this. I can't, I was pretty uh, miserable in the corporate world for the last mm -hmm. couple of years. Not miserable, but just not fulfilled. And I've had this dream of, of um, what I wanted to do with my life. And Janine is just the best. Like she just like looked at me and was like, I am going to support you in this and mm -hmm. we'll do whatever it takes for you to get there. And it means sacrifice from you. It means sacrifice from me. It means that we're a team. Let's build towards that. And that's the mindset that I think will only work in a marriage. Totally. I think it's looking out for your marriage first and foremost and putting the person's best interests at heart because I think people want to cave to the societal norms or the, no, you have to do this, so therefore suffer. And of course, there's going to be seasons where you're going to have to say, you know what, I have to suck it up. I've got to make money. But we were in a position where he was very unhappy at his job. And honestly, for the healthiness of our relationship, I was like, honestly, I don't think you should be in this job. And we decided together that he would leave his past job and then we would work towards his future goal together. But right now, this makes most sense for us and it can change. Like everything is a season. And so people may not get it, but that's the thing is like, there's things in other people's marriages that we could look at and be like, I don't get it, but we don't know what's going on inside their marriage. No. But the cool thing is we know this can work because we've seen so many successful marriages that have been able to do this structure. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't come with challenges and different things that maybe a traditional you know, role would have. We are taking the more non-traditional path right now, and that's okay. Eventually, we will probably swing to the other side, and it will be. But for now, in this season, that's where we're at, and I'm okay yeah. with that. I think it's good. I think that answers the question. But I will say on the topic of just kind of like uh, submission, people are really scared of this. But the way that I see submission is like respecting you as a person, respecting that the role that God gave you, and you're the one that has to take accountability for leading the family. Like I don't have to take that responsibility. God has entrusted the man to lead the family. And so if Caleb says, hey, I think this is best, of course, he's never going to say, no, you can't, you can't do that. What you did know? I say today? We were talking about something specific. We we're talking about something specific. And he said, ultimately, I want to put you in our marriage first. If you don't want to do it, we don't have to do it. So you submitting to your husband doesn't mean you're just getting bullied and he's just steamrolling you. Like you work together. Because, because the Bible says also, if you don't love your wife or treat her with respect, I don't know the exact phrase, like the Lord will hinder your prayers. So it's Caleb's favorite verse. And it's like, <laughs> man, if I make decisions without you, if I don't respect your Holy Spirit yeah. at the same time, it says my prayers will be hindered. Maybe that's taken out of context a little bit, but I also want, I trust your opinion. I trust the spirit that lives yeah. within you. Now there will be some, some times and I, and I can name a few where I've been like, babe, I don't know why I don't feel good about this. You're just going to have to trust me. Mm -hmm. There was a specific instance um, about, you know, who, Mm -hmm. um, with, uh, with work. Um, mm -hmm. and I was like, don't, don't fire back at that. Yeah. And it ended up, you were like, I think I should say something. And I was like, yeah, don't say something ended up getting resolved. And then it ended up like something crazy happened out of it. And I'm like, man, if you would have responded, it wouldn't have worked. And I think that's, that's, that's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like listening to wisdom from your husband and also Vice but you, versa. But you wouldn't listen to me if I also wasn't open to what you had to say. Totally. And it's a two-way street because there's been things where I've been like, babe, I don't feel right about that. And you've been like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And I think it's a two-way street where we both listen to the Holy Spirit. And I think the Lord has to confirm it in both of us. And eventually you'll see, oh, wow, like they were right. Or maybe they were wrong. And if they're wrong, you don't make it feel bad about it. Yeah. But there's been a lot of times where you've just been right. God hates a righteousness of like, pride, pride mm -hmm. within a man if you're a man 
and you are like holding this like holier than thou because you're the man, you don't have leadership or or like any type of like, like, hey, follow me type energy because you're not even pursuing what's right to the Lord. You're just pursuing righteousness and the sense of pride and like just using that as an excuse to get what you want. Man, she might, she might think like God's not fooled. Mm -hmm. She might be fooled and think, oh my gosh, I have to do this because God's telling him. But ultimately, you're going to have to face God one day. And he's going to be like, that was bull crap. That wasn't yeah. actually me. That was your selfish desires. And I have to take a long look at that in my own life. There's been times where I'm like, hey, babe, I think blah, 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 blah. And she's like, that's just your desire. I don't mm -hmm. think that's actually God. <laughs> and I've had to be. I just sneeze. I'm sorry. It's all good. I had to be real in the sense of, okay, I think that's probably a little true. And mm -hmm. so just be wary of that. If you're dating and he's not your husband yet. Like, you don't got to submit yet. It's not, you have to be respectful, but also like if he's like, quit your job, pick up and leave. And yeah, move know. to this city for me. And it's like, I don't see a ring on my finger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is something that Jenny Allen said to me one time. And I remember it because it really stuck out to me when we were all in this Bible study and we were all like, man, the idea of submission kind of scares me because we've seen men be bad leaders. And so it's like, you get so scared out of it. You're like, if that's what submission looks like, count me out because I am not submitting to any man ever again. And of course, like you want to choose a man that where you're looking at their lifestyle and you're like, okay, yeah, that's a man worth following. But she said to me at the end of the day, what you said, he's the one that has to take accountability with God. If he leads you wrong, like that's not on you. Like you're the one that's called to follow him and he's the one that's leading. And so if something goes wrong, like he's going to take accountability to them. So there's to him. So there's more pressure on the man and God plays that on them because like God entrusts you to do that. He, and like, he knows that you're called to do that and yeah. he believes that's why you he can. went to Adam first. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what did you do? And he's like, he shifts blame. He's like, no, it was Eve. Now God was kind of pissed at Eve too, a little bit. Well, as he should be because she was <laughs> the one that was deceived, but it's ultimately placed upon you where it kind of relieves the girl a little bit of like, man, I got to find someone worth following. And also like eventually God is looking to this man to take accountability but for that. Here, here's a, here's the truth. Your man's going to let you down. Totally. He's going to make bad decisions. He's going, I, he will do that. He will put his own desires in his own heart at a, at a certain point. Um, and realizing that you didn't marry Jesus. Like, no. sorry, sorry to break it to you. You didn't marry Jesus. You married uh, Joseph. No. Yeah. Maybe Joseph's a good one. <laughs> I think he was a pretty good guy. No, Joseph tried to flee because he was like, who impregnated my girlfriend? Yeah. I'm just um, kidding. That was another story. That was, that was, was some biblical I was tea. thinking about the Old Testament, Joseph. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, those things to say, like, give your boyfriend, like, he's not your dad and he's not Jesus. And he's also probably in his 20s or 30s or whatever. Like, he he's going to need time to grow into what God has him. And if you're just like, lead me, lead me, lead me. I'm supposed to submit. Lead. Well, I don't feel like you're being a spiritual leader. You are going to drive him crazy because right. it's just a nagging wife in the sense of like, if every day, baby, you were like, how are you going to leave me spiritually? I'd just be like, like, yeah, can you just let me show you? There's still part of like being a woman. You still have to be like submitted to the Lord before me. Totally. And if you're I not, never if, should change. If you're not, if you're just relying on your husband to be like spiritually fed, like good luck. Yeah, that's not, you can't rely on your husband solely for that. But I also think. A man also cannot demand you to always say, submit to me, submit to me, submit to me. It's like, you've also got to show me that you are worth following. And that's why it's so important in dating to figure that out. Because 
then you're in marriage and then he's like, why are you submitting to me? You're such a defiant wife and you're like butting heads. And so I think like he can't also just be bullying you and demanding you to submit. Yeah, let me give, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Let me give the boys a little, uh, little advice, okay? If you want the, your wife to do anything that you want to do, I'm telling you, pulling the submit God card is, it's like pleading the, it's like if you're in court and you plead the fifth to a question, you just look guilty mm-hmm. and you just look arrogant and you look like a liar. Mm-hmm. If you pull the submit to me card in an, in an argument, you just lost. Or the, like, because I said so. Because I'm a man. It's like, I, uh, it's like the worst way to yeah. have any type of like, like I've done it probably in a way like I'm the man, like. Like, just listen to me. I don't think I've really. said that, but I, I have looked at you and just said, babe, will you, the better way to say that is like, babe, can you we just trust, trust me? me? Yeah. And I promise you that will work so much better. So much better. So much better. Well, also respect is earned. Like, I think some guys, they'll be like, you just need to submit because I'm the man. It's like, well, also like, I want to respect you because you've earned it because you're worthy of respect. I don't know that respect is necessarily earned. I think it is. I think there's a better way to phrase that. I I think it is. I think I'm not just going to respect anybody just because they're a man or everybody else respects them. I think if you're needing your husband to earn your respect, then you didn't do a due diligence in dating. That's what I'm saying. Check it out in dating. Okay, you're saying in dating. But I'm saying some people that just are like, oh, you just need to respect me because I'm a man. It's like, no, I also think that you need to be respectful and you need to be respectful to me too and respectable. And I think it's kind of a two-way street. But I know the Bible says like, you know, the woman should respect her husband and the man should love his wife as Christ loved the church. So it's a two-way street. It's a full circle. It's called the love and respect. It's a whole book on it. And, you know, the more he loves her and cherishes her, the more she's going to feel inclined to respect him. Sometimes you're not going to get the love and you still got to respect your husband. Don't hear me wrong. But sometimes there's things where it's like, man, you're really being a bully or you're bossing me around or you're being rude. It's a little hard for me to respect you right now. I'm not speaking about you. I'm speaking in general terms. Sure. Yeah. No, I think that's good. Well, marriage is fun though. It is fun. I'm sitting here just like so excited. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's so many things I want to talk like because there has to be, there has to be a boundary between us and the camera. We can't just like share everything. Mm-hmm. But we are just like pumped. If you're in a relationship and you're in a marriage, like dream. You get one life. Dream, 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 dream. If mm-hmm. you're single, dream. Move away. Do big things. Yeah. Go. Go. Explore. Go explore. Chase the Lord with all your heart. Honestly. Um, and call your mom. Yeah, don't forget about her. Like, call your dad. If, if you are fortunate enough to have mm-hmm. a dad, to have a mom, to have a grandpa, don't just, you know, I have to be convicted of this. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get your person, don't leave your people high and dry. Mm-hmm. I know you can rely a lot on those feelings for your person that you don't have to reach out to other people, but eventually they're going to not be there anymore or they're not going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And I was just reminded of that. Like, don't take those relationships for granted. Well, that's actually kind of another topic. Yeah. Is that when you get married, I know this happens so often to people that they get married and then they just disappear. And I had some people be like, when you get married, just don't disappear on me. But sometimes you just can't help it. It's like, I'm sorry. As as naturally you're supposed to, like your husband has to come first now. And your marriage needs to be a priority to keep it safe and to help to keep it healthy and Make sure that you guys are maintaining that, especially as newlyweds, you're learning and figuring out so much. 
And it's like the single people in your life are like, what the heck? You forgot about me. And it's like, no, I promise you, I didn't forget about you. I'm trying to figure out how to be married and maintain a home and be a good wife. I'm coming back. But eventually you kind of got to come out from your little hole, go back to the real world. But you've got to have some time of just you and your spouse to figure that out. I get you want to be friends with everyone you were friends with prior to your relationship and all the things but don't forget about your family like Mm -hmm. if you have sisters or brothers or cousins like bro take the people you grew up with that's family and take them with you like prosper with your family i'm a big family guy i love my friends i got the greatest friends i got the greatest guy friends they're great but family is so important because they're they can't just leave you. No, and they and won't leave you. And it's so well, it, some will, but it's so fun to have your friend, and it, and sometimes it is more fun than than hanging out with maybe a family member or some yeah. some sorts. But man, don't leave behind the people you rocked with. That's so true. You know, I I think that's so crazy. I think when you go to up, Thanksgiving and you you're looking for your cousin, where he at? Like that's the dude you're rocking with. That you need to bring him when you make it. Bring your cousins with you. I'm tired of seeing cousins not make it the full way. It's like, yeah, I used to be close to my cousin. Call your cousin. Okay. I don't, I don't have very many cousins. Well, they need to call their cousins because my I, cousins live in Germany. Call them all. <laughs> call your cousin. I'm like, hello, <laughs> Anyway, um, that's a good point though because I do think the title of this podcast is "Call Your Cousin." <laughs> I'm like, well, I'd have to make, have an international plan if for you, that. Yeah. I was just saying that when you're younger, you're so like anti-family, anti-parents. Then you get older, and you're like, wait, I actually need you. And I think we've definitely swung back on that pendulum. We're like, we need our family. We love our families. And Christmas was freaking awesome. We can't wait for your family's Christmas. It's it's like a funny meme. It's like when. Uh, when something breaks, we're like, Dad, we need you. Oh, we need you. I'd be singing that song every time. Every Listen, her dad's a handyman, like legit a handyman. Hey, don't dog on my dad like that. He's oh, more than a handyman. No, he no, he's legit, like, does that for a profession. Maybe a handyman is a condescending. <laughs> what do you want to call him? My dad does more than handyman work. Like he's like a contractor okay. and he does like construction and her, stuff. Her dad does house construction. But like anything broken in your house, it's, my dad can fix and it. And it's an unrealistic expectation this woman is growing up with. Oh yeah. Like the sink is clogged up and she's like, you know how to. It's just sitting there. She's like, you know how to I'm like, fix this? I'm like. Can you fix it? I'm like, I'm not a plumber, dude. I'm like, figure it out. Cause my dad is very, my dad like growing up, he would be like figure it out and well, i'm like i don't know how to change my car tire figure it out your dad didn't have tiktok okay? i just learned how to figure everything out because my dad made me because he's like that he my dad is so pro like stop relying on everybody stop relying on youtube like for him learn how to be self-sufficient he's me a lot. and he raised me that way yeah so there's so many things where i'm like oh this is broken all right let me google it let me figure it out and so i have that expectation for other people yeah i'm getting so better. caleb go fix my sink <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting better Y'all, this has been an amazing year. Like truly, you guys have watched me go through so much. And from the beginning of the year where you thought I was a single little Pringle to now be Mrs. Ward, it's been an amazing year and definitely had some trials. Don't get me wrong. Had some trials, had a lot of growth, but also some amazing things like so many awesome things that I'm just so thankful for and proud of and thankful for this community, thankful for my husband, our friends here in Dallas and people that we know that are in this similar space that we are, that we've been 
really able to seek advice out from and that have proven us that this can work and social media and couples can work, but you got to rely on the Lord for that. And we're really excited for all the things to come in 2024. Um, the episodes will be back, I believe, January 23rd. Yes. I wanted to say thank you to everybody who's listened since we first went live and did our first podcast together. I think this is our seventh podcast together. Mm-hmm. It has been so fun for me. Everybody's been so nice and so many just warm messages. Yeah, uh, We're so excited for 2024. We got some big announcements coming in 2024. Our biggest goal is to this podcast to to benefit you guys, but for also just to be a place we can sit down and just have fun and have authentic, yeah. real conversations that bring you guys into our relationship. But also like it's fun for us to have an outlet where we we're not afraid of necessarily getting canceled for standing up for what we believe in. 2024, let's take it to the next level. You think so? Yeah, let's talk about everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm running for president in 2024. See, that's his big announcement, y'all. We will be back January 23rd, 2024. 23rd? Yes. And we look forward to another season of Happy and Healthy with you all. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Let us know any feedback. We got to lean in. Anything that you guys want us to talk about next year. You don't want to look back in your life when you're 60 and 70 like, man, all I did was pay my bills, go home, maybe work out, kiss my wife goodnight, watch a Netflix show. It's like, let's think of something big, something almost out of our reach. I, I don't care what that thing is. I've said this before. Go do it. And I want to see this happen. Like I, I, I told Janine sometimes we'll be sitting around like, let's, yeah. let's go run 100 miles. <laughs> like what? Because what is that going to do? Challenges. That's going to require me to stretch to fix my knee problem. That's going to require my heart to get healthy. Yeah, like eating healthy. When you have a goal that's bigger than yourself, to reach that goal, you have to become a better, bigger, stronger, spiritually and mentally more of a person. If it's public speaking, and I know some of you just heard that, and now you're sweating because public public speaking for you is scary. And let me tell you something. I had a speech impediment and a slight stutter for a long time and when i would read in college i could not read out loud without having literally a panic anxiety attack i was in those moments where i was praying in front of a group of people and it was like i couldn't speak anymore and there were so many embarrassing moments and that failure led me for years to be able to i wouldn't go to bible studies because i was afraid i would have to read the bible out loud to other people Mm. and it stripped me of my 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 future and my dreams i wanted to do this but because of a failure that i had i couldn't go so whatever that thing is throw it back into your eyesight and look at down the nair the the nozzle of the gun and say man i am going to do it and no weapon formed against me shall prosper and i will devote my life to being something that god has called me to do and i'm not going to let the enemy come against me and put anxiety and you feel the back sweats already because you're like i can't do it we get one life and you can do it. Smart goals. Remember this again for next year as you are creating your goals. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-based. So Google, before you start writing your 2024 goals, write, look up what SMART goals are. So yeah, just look up SMART goals. That's my tip. That's what I'm going to be doing is rewriting my goals and trying to follow that. But way to just end us on a good note, babe. Let's go. We love you guys. We'll see you soon for another episode of Happy and Healthy in hey. three weeks. And guess what? Four weeks. What's, what? It's all. I 
ever wanted. wanted. It's all we really ever Love wanted. y'all. Stay happy and healthy. We appreciate y'all. Bye. Bye.